Okay, here we go on, I think this is our second attempt uh, or second version of a Consider This episode remotely, although myself, Drew Moss, and there he's down there, somewhere down there, Kyle Butler, are all in the same building, but safely six feet apart. And then Jim is at his house, leading from afar. So our subject... Never led better. Our subject for this particular uh, podcast is, um, as COVID-19 has become the new norm, and uh, as there is no shortage of advice on what you should do, and what you should think, and what others should do or think, (laughs) we thought we might actually have a, a brief conversation on maybe some things we ought to avoid during this time of very, uh, very different pace of life and even location and, and tasks. Um, so I'm just going to, actually, I'm going to start with you, Moss. What are some of the things, as we kind of set a baseline, what are some of the things that have changed that uh, in your day-to-day life, I mean, there could be numerous things, right? You have Kids at home, lots of things have changed. But what are some of those big things that you've just had to figure out how to do differently for the time being? Um, Yeah, well, you know, one of the big things I I think about is just how crazy my phone has gone over the last uh, last week, and and you know, which which in some ways you would go seems normal because we seems like we always have our phone going off all the time and we're always checking it. But but even more so, just so much basic communication like between the staff I look down and and my group me because I, I'm in groups with our staff I'm in group with our our table leaders for our college ministry um, and I'm in group with my life group and this is our only means of like staying in touch and so I've got after after one hour I've got 52 group me messages on my phone and it's it's just kind of nuts and then and and most to those messages, say most, a lot of those messages are links for me to get on another app on my phone and have a video conference or to, you know what I mean, or to check minutes from something. And, and so we're just constantly trying to stay in touch on a whole other level right now. And we're having to do that with phone stuff, you know. Um, another thing that I, I really noticed for me is like, for Amy and I together is like, we've needed a whole lot more like intentionality that, that word gets used so much, but like purposeful, we've had to be way more purposeful with, with our day and time because with everyone just home all day with nothing else to do, uh, it can quickly turn into a Lord of the Flies type situation in the Moss household. Um, and it's like, we've almost got to have some, we've got to have an extra level of structure for how we're going to go about our day and what we're going to do. Otherwise, it just, it, it feels like things just kind of spiral and, and we're either doing nothing or we're doing a lot of fighting or, you know what I mean? Just, we, we've got to be way more structured than we've had to be in the past. Yeah, I, I was talking with Steve a few minutes ago and I haven't been in the office a lot um, in the last couple of days and I told him it's been so weird. I feel like I've almost been in a casino. I'm just sitting at my kitchen table working on my computer all day and I have no idea what time it is or when the last time I had a cup of water was and uh, all my daily rhythms are interrupted and I don't I'm kind of in a fog well dude you guys I don't know if you remember 
I was trying to work from home for a little bit. My first couple staff meetings were coming to you from my bedroom closet. Uh, <laughs> it, was, it was the only place I could find in my house that was like quiet enough. And you would talk about a weird spot. Like you just, I'm sitting inside of a dark closet for, for hours on end and then coming out and be like, well, you know, what, what day is it? What year is it? All of those things, you know? Hey, Ryan, when was the last time you spent like a significant, amount of time in a casino where you lost track of time it's not that i've ever spent time there it's that uh as, yes the metaphor no well it's as uh, in design school we learned how buildings were designed grocery stores oh, and casinos okay. are designed in very much the same way no clocks no windows and they are intended to help you lose what time it is so that you'll spend more time there that is interesting. Okay, I didn't know that. I was—I I just thought you were picking up on the metaphor. Oh no. Uh, so yeah, Walmart and uh, and your nearest casino are after your money in many of the same ways. Um, Kyle, not usually a, a contributor on Consider This, but today a uh, he's here under under duress and compulsion. Yes. <laughs> so, uh huh. What about um, first of all, A plus on the background? You've got, you've, I mean, Jim oh, has a nice you. background. Drew's not even trying. You've got something nice going on <laughs> right there. <laughs> yeah. What's changed? Got the duck over here. Yeah. Did you shoot that duck? I did. Yeah. Nice. Yep. So, what's changed? It's not duck season, but uh, what Drew's else changed? By the way, real quick, both Kyle and I are displaying all the animals that we've killed behind us. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Sorry, you take it, Kyle. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, um, for what I'm responsible here at the church, uh, what I am doing is a little bit different, but really my routine hasn't changed a whole lot. Uh, I can still work around the building. I can get caught up on projects that I've been putting off uh, because I don't have to do the normal things. Um, but uh, it, really the biggest thing that has changed for me over the last couple of weeks is just not being able to regularly see people. So we haven't been meeting with our life group. Um, just the, all, uh, the other weekly meetings that I have with guys um, for the most part have been canceled. And uh, for me, uh, that's, that's a huge change for me. I, I love being around people. Um, so that's, that's been difficult, but as far as my family, I, not a, not a whole lot has changed there either. We don't have kids in school. We have a one year old now. And really my, my wife, since we've had Jolie has been working somewhat from home. And so really our, our daily schedules haven't, haven't really changed a whole lot. Um, so I, I was actually just home for, for lunch and Amanda was signing in to one more zoom meeting, uh, that she had today. I don't know. I think this was the third one for her. And she just said before she started, she's like, man, I, I do all my work from a computer, but for some reason, all this work is different. And she's like, I'm starting to feel a weight of, of all of this. And I, I think it's because, I mean, a lot of times when we're working on our computers, we're not necessarily, um, we're definitely not talking to our computers. And so there's a, even for her who is normally on her computer all day long, it feels different. Mm -hmm. And so uh, 
so yeah just just trying to stay in communication with the with the different people that I would normally see through the week that I can't now is is really the the biggest thing that I'm I'm trying to keep up with nice James the recently shorn James <laughs> yeah um you know, it's uh, obviously I, I enjoy having a lot of one-to-one uh, -one meetings during the week, and so I think the the biggest change is obviously that. Um, so if you take off just the amount of time and attention that's necessary to to lead um, the church uh, and and our and our ministries and to kind of oversee some of that stuff, where you're in just like Kyle was just describing with Amanda, this is I think my fourth or fifth uh, Zoom meeting so far today. So, you know, just besides that, just the, the, the lack of that face-to-face -face, uh, human interaction is just radically different. And that's probably the biggest thing that I would notice. Our kids are gone. And so I've spent a lot of time wondering what it would be like uh, had we had our kids. And I know that it might be short-lived, but I actually kind of wish they were here. So just kind of on the other side of that coin. Um, you know, it's one of those things where I remember a lot of people saying this to me when I had the little ones, you know, enjoy them while you have them because they're going to be gone. And I just remember thinking, it's easy to hear, say you're old and you don't get it anyway. And now I'm old and I really do miss it. I spend a lot of time thinking about how much more enjoyable it would be if the boys were here. Andrea works. And so as I try to manage things, either from my office or from the house, it's, it's lonely. And uh, these Zoom things I think are helpful, but um, I even just miss the, the spontaneous interactions that happen. And you guys know around the office, it's not uncommon that either somebody just stops in or one of us stops in. We're quick to go to one another's office and say, hey, what's going on? And I'm reading this text. And that's just really disappeared. And I, I, miss, I miss that quite a bit. Um. In many ways, it feels like this has been going on longer than it has, but really our, at least here in Stillwater, our daily comings and goings have only been interrupted for, what, 12 days, something like that. Yeah, um, we hit the brakes hard two Thursdays ago. And um, so, yeah, coming up on two weeks. And so here, I'll just throw this out. I'm not going to ping pong. Uh, I'm not going to ask you each individually, but if, if you have a thought, share it. In that short time frame, which again feels much longer than it's actually been, what are some of the stages you've gone through in the way that you've, uh, you've approached this, um, either thinking about the virus itself or the measures that we've been asked to take um, to, quote, flatten the curve? How has your thinking um, evolved over these couple of weeks? I can say, I mean, you know, just real briefly, mine went from uh, rolling my eyes at this whole thing to, you know, kind of chill everybody. It's no big deal. Why are people making such a big deal to, to within like a, a day or two? It was, I remember the Friday when we had the elders meeting and everything and just going, oh, wow, this is, maybe this is kind of a thing. And to a little bit after that to, wow, this is a, this is a really serious thing. Um, just at least what it means for our country and our community and, and all that stuff is really serious um, to already feeling a little bit of just kind of the fatigue of it. And so, I mean, like I said, with, within 12 days or something like that, just all four of those things have kind of gone through me. But Yeah, I, I would 
be very similar. It seems like it's, it's, it changes from day to day, kind of my thoughts on, on what's happening. Yeah, kind of starting off with, a, yeah, this is really not too serious. And then, yeah, when you meet together with the elders, you know it's serious. And, uh, and kind of those steps we took for that very first weekend uh, to kind of, once you get after that, I mean, the Sunday for us was the big change. Um, and so kind of after you get past that and get back into your week, you, you kind of feel like, okay, things are, things are going to get better now. Uh, and then e even for me, like last, last week, I was struggling with some allergy problems, I thought. Um, and Friday just really developed this cough. And I was like, okay, I need to get rid of this. So called the doctor um, to get in and just going through all the protocol I had to do just to go see my normal doctor and seeing how serious they were taking it. From me leaving the church and arriving at the doctor's office, that 15 minutes, my mind took off with me that I was like, oh my goodness, I have the COVID. And uh, who all have I been around this week? And started to feel guilty for people that I hung out with that I didn't have to hang out with. And so it, it was amazing how quickly my mind just started to spiral. And, uh, and then my doctor quickly told me, yeah, it's just allergies and, and now I'm fine. But yeah, it's, it really has, it, it has been a day-to-day -day thing sometimes with, with my thoughts on this. Yeah, that's, it's interesting that you said that, Kyle. I haven't had, I have allergies and I've been actually being really high on my allergy meds, so I don't have to wonder what's kind of going. I mean, I've been really almost very meticulous, whether that be, you know, kind of a more intentional hand washer to somebody that's, um, you know, trying to stay up on their allergy meds because I don't want to, I don't want to wonder what that cough is coming from. You know, you have all those things too. Uh, when, I, when this whole thing first happened, I remember just thinking it was a little bit of a problem to be solved. Like we just need to make some decisions and then we'll figure it out and then we'll move forward. And, and then it moved into uh, this really can't be solved. And it's more than just making a few decisions. Um, so cause I, I still remember Joe Ogle and I, I don't think I'll ever forget it. Just sitting in our house on uh, Friday, we're getting ready to do all of our mission trip, all, all of our mission trip decisions. About, and it was, yeah, we're going to go ahead with these. And it, within a span of 50 minutes, I had already called all the staff and, and the elders and notified them that we needed to meet right away, that the city had asked us to stop. And just everything started to spin so quickly. And I would say what's happened in the last, say, 12-ish days is kind of getting more into the routine, if that makes sense. Right. Oh, Kyle's light went off. That's awesome. Right. Um, but you know, it, it really is. It, it, it becomes a, a problem, the problem that I'm trying to figure out to a life that I'm living. And uh, I'm sure a lot of people are feeling like that. You know, you try to figure it out and I'm going to read an article and I'm going to try to understand it. And I'm going to try to understand it. And then it's like, no, I got to go on with my life. And so it's, you get those basic things in place, like this is going to be the new protocol. This, these are the people I'm going to meet with or not meet with, or this is how we're going to meet. And then you've got to go back to your life a little bit. And so I'm right in that phase where it's becoming, even though it'll be somewhat temporary, it's the new normal. Um, even though it's, I don't think it's the long-term new normal, it definitely is for the next few weeks, it's the new normal. Dude, can I, I would just jump in there and just say, I think that's what's so crazy about this whole thing because it's 
um, it's so rare today for us to have a thing that we can't control to some degree. You know what I mean? Like um, we just technology and modern medicine and all that stuff has given us an answer for so many things, whether it's vaccines or apps or whatever, that it really is this weird thing. Like I think like Jim said, our first reaction is, okay, so what do I, what will we do to take care of this? What, what pill do I take? What, software do I download what you know what I mean and this is one of those few things in like the modern west where it's just like no this is just happening to us this is just happening in our world and and we just gotta go with it you know which is but what's so you know I don't, I don't want to go too far off but you know it's just I think we were maybe all watching the same webinar today where this guy was talking about how this for the church and for the yeah. world is actually really normal this has been a normal part of history that plagues come or wars come and you don't get to just control it or fix it you just have to figure out how to live in light of it and this is but this is a new thing for for us to have to try and figure out just living you know yeah and even guarding our hearts um i i've really had to work through how much of this i just resent the interruption Yes. Um, you know, and that's, that's a big, that's a big deal because resentment, no matter what, whether it's legit or not, resentment is a really dangerous thing. So, you know, and when you don't know who to resent, right? I, well, I just resent the virus. Well, but you don't take it out on the virus. You actually take it out on the relationships that are around you or you become more difficult to live with. And so I've really tried to have to guard my own, my heart, my thoughts, my, uh, my attitude. My spirit about it and so i don't know if you guys have noticed but in our meetings um I, I really have tried to be hey kyle thank you so much for sharing that and i'm really trying to vo vocalize gratitude and gratefulness to keep me from spilling out naturally with my frustration which isn't against kyle it's not against anybody it's just i hate the fact that i can't do my life the way i wanted to and i've got to deal with this interruption and i'm frustrated by it and so Thank you for asking me that question, Ryan. That was very helpful. <laughs> that feels yeah. weird. <laughs> um, well, okay, so, I need it. <laughs> um, so kind of the, the, the bulk of this, this particular podcast is to discuss this following question. It's got two parts, but I'll, I'll put them out there together and we can discuss whatever, uh, whatever feels right. So we've gone from canceling mission trips uh, 10, 12 days ago to um, suddenly canceling our Sunday worship service to deciding that um, because the city has asked large gatherings to do so, this is going to be the norm for uh, a spell of time, maybe even past Easter. We don't know yet. We're still kind of figuring that out um, to a lot of people are being asked to work from home to suddenly the schools are not going to reopen for the entire semester to now the uh, the mayor is asking um, like service type industries um, like hairstylists hair salons to to shut their doors restaurants have closed their dining halls the great eskimo joe's has closed for some time so it's progressed like still available to go I've got, I've got them. I was literally there while they were getting ready to close the first time uh, to get some cheese fries. So it seems like this snowball is moving downhill quickly and growing, um, which means that we've also, as a, as a, well, I'll say as Sunnybrook, I don't want to speak for society, but as a, as a body of faith, we have all had to adapt to suddenly being at home 
a lot more than normal and um, with a lot more time on our hands. Uh, still working and doing a lot of the things, trying to maintain some normalcy, but that's virtually impossible to do. There's, there is a, a big change. What concerns do the three of you have for our people suddenly having a lot of time at home, um, if you have any? And then, uh, and then you could answer this, this. They might be connected, but what do you recommend people don't do? Like I said, we're getting all sorts of recommendations on what to do and what to think. Um, what do you think that people should avoid in, during this time? So I'll throw that open and, and we'll see what sticks. But let, let me uh, pick a let me pick a low hanging fruit on that one. Um, you know, I, I love I love uh, trying to understand things that are happening, and I love the contrarian way, which is, yeah, I don't know if everybody really gets it. And I think we're missing the boat on this. And that has led me down a couple of rabbit trails in terms of trying to understand what's happening with COVID-19 around the world. And with the internet, I've got a ton of options to try to read what's going on. And I've read both sides of, uh, of the debate in terms of how much of this is exaggerated and how much of this is, um, is really, 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 really serious. And um, I think that looking back, um, it was at best a distraction and um, maybe at worst an obsession um, and so I would really caution against that. And, and I'll tell you what started getting me when I started to realize there was something going on that I, that was, that was not healthy was when I could not find new information for the most part, when I was really frustrated that they hadn't updated and, and I wasn't, this, none of this was from a state of worry. Like I'm not freaking out. I'm fascinated by it. And I'm wanting to know how many people just got diagnosed. Uh, you know, I checked it last hour, but maybe they updated it this hour. And I'm just fascinated by, you know, hearing and seeing these things. And it just wasn't helpful. And not for some, I think that leads to a very panicked and anxious position. And that really wasn't me. But it still wasn't very healthy for me. Um, my family just kind of said, none of my family are real warriors. And my family just kind of said, like, I don't want to hear anymore. Like, I don't, not fascinated by that statistic. I want you to, and it wasn't like, stop because I'm scared. It was just... I'm tired of this. And so I would say that uh, to be very careful with how much that you're digesting this, because you'll find, you'll find a position to support whatever that you want, or you'll just feed an obsession that may not be even healthy, even if you're not worrying. If you're worrying, then I think that even adds to a greater degree, or if you're frustrated, it adds to a greater degree of frustration. Um, and so I've tried to redirect my attention elsewhere and I, I have felt better. <laughs> um, I, I knew I was in trouble when I literally could not find anything new. And it was like, okay, I don't need one more. I don't need one more article telling me to wash my hands and stay six feet apart. Like I've read 12 today and it's the same information I'm hearing. There really is in that sense, nothing new. Uh, I, you know, I, to just to second that, you know, I've, I've heard from, uh, from one who've talked about how much just sitting there and scrolling through their social media on this stuff and watching the news all day has just wrecked them in some really, I mean, it's just been really unhealthy. Um, you know, so I think that's true, but I, you know, I'd also, I just think, um, God didn't design us as human beings to just sit 
And so anytime that yeah. there's not as much for us to do, boredom's just not a natural or healthy thing for us when we're not being productive. And, and I think specifically of like Matt Chandler saying with like men, that there's nothing more dangerous than a, than a bored man. Um, that, that we as men particularly seem to be really prone to getting ourselves into trouble. We're doing stupid things, you know? And so I do, I, I mean, I have a concern, truthfully. I think, of, I think of my college students that are in our ministry and, and uh, I think of a, a few different things. One is honestly, I just, I'm really nervous about a lot of free time to sit around and uh, do very stupid things like consume pornography. Um, or to uh, to sit around and and get involved in unhealthy forms of social media and texting because there's just not much else to do and 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 uh, man I, I get really concerned about that I uh, I think about also just particularly from the college student standpoint how in a weird way college students sometimes I, some of this is maybe is probably not right and some of this is just natural and normal that they end up living these like two different kind of lives there's their life that they had for 18 years back home and then there's this new kind of life that they've started to gain in in their college town and for students in our ministry hopefully most of them that life is one where they've experienced a lot of growth and a lot of community and a lot of faith and and sometimes it is hard to take that new you back home with you um, to a place where you didn't get to experience that and where you maybe didn't have that community around you. And so I, I get concerned for, for students, especially with that, but for a lot of us to, to be disengaged, separated from the people that have walked beside us in a lot of our growth. And, uh, and, and those things, those things I, I do get concerned for. Yeah, kind of going along with what, Jim was saying, and just the unending consumption of what is happening with this. Uh, a lot of time, I, I found, I, I mean, I'm calling people more than I normally would because I, I can't talk to them face to face. And so, I mean, I, I, I talked to my sister last night and she's due to have a baby on Sunday. And a bulk of our conversation was talking about COVID-19. And so I, I would just um, warn people um of just talk, if this is the only thing you're talking about, I mean, it's just going to consume you. And so um, in your conversations with different people, try to uh, try to make it a point. Uh, I, I, I mean, it's good for us to uh, to check on the concerns of those um, uh, of those people that um, are, are really affected by this. I, I we don't we can't um, shy away from those things. But but try to steer the conversation on just other parts of their life, uh, different things like that, and not just make every conversation in your day of, oh, man, did you see what they're doing in Kansas City now? And we're hearing this now. And so uh, find something else to, to talk about in your conversations. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, I did one other thing that's just been on my mind. I, I don't know if this is for, for, for some people when they are kind of forced to be separated from people, they find this like, I think some people right now are finding this drive to try and connect with people in as many ways as they can to get on Zoom or on mm -hmm. their phones or whatever. Um, I actually find the reverse happening in me and my natural temptation when I cannot be fully engaged with people is just to disengage completely. That's mm -hmm. I, I get almost so sick of all this and I'm so 
tired of having to talk to people on screens and to not get to sit down and have a coffee with you that like my natural leaning or when I look down and I see 50 group me messages is to just be like, forget all of this, you know? And, and if I were to say, man, things that I'm, I, I'm telling myself and I, I would tell our people that I'm concerned for them and don't want them to do during this is to disengage, um, to take extra effort at this time to, to stay um, engaged with Christian community um, and, and engaged with the people in your home that you're really actually taking the time to know what's going on with them and how they're doing and those kinds of things. But then that you're, you're going to make that. I don't want to talk to people on the phone. I want to talk face to face, but if I can't, I'm going to need to be really, really purposeful about picking up my phone and having some conversations and all that stuff. I think that's going to be really important for us to make it through this well. Yeah, on that yeah. subject, I even um, I get to confess that um, as a as a church staff, we've been planning a lot of ways to continue to to minister to people, and a lot of those have involved like social media videos or whatever. And I've actually been the guy that's I think in just about every meeting said I don't think we should do that. Like I've been the only one, and then I've been the one that recognizes that. All right, I'm going to submit to the wisdom of the collective here. And I think the more that I've thought about it over the last couple of days, I think the angst in me was less the media itself and more that I was sensing a social media overload in our people. And I was worried that we were going to feed that by just having one more talking head. Um, and maybe we are, maybe we aren't. But nevertheless, we, I, I do think what you're saying is true, Drew, that, um, that there is, this is like extreme times call for extreme measures. So all these videos and this Zoom call, they are certainly less than desirable. Church, I don't think that church can be done very well on a screen. Um, but um, I said this to Jim the other day in a, on a phone call, one of those rare phone calls that involves no video. Um, I said, you know, what, what's being pulled at in me is my, my, my understanding, my theology of church worship and the church body gathering together and then my my theology of pastoral care and accommodation in times of crisis and i feel like i'm having to pick one or the other a lot of times and so i had to you know here is my confession i think that i was wrong whenever i said no we don't need to do that we don't need to do that um i still well, you're either honestly here's the scary part though ryan I mean, you were either wrong. I've thought a lot about this. I think we're going to look back on this time, though, and go, yeah, we got that wrong. Like, going back to your question about, you know, are we inadvertently creating an obsession, right? Everybody's, here's what I want, here's what I want, here's what I want. Maybe we could look back on this and go, man, Ryan was more right than we thought. I mean, instead of directing people to the word, we decided to put the talking head, Jim Johnson, in front of them. Or instead of teaching people to dial down, we decided to ramp it up and we decided to make as many videos as possible. And then we'll look back. I guarantee you, we're going to look back on this whole time um, in the next, say, months to five. And, and as we were listening to that webinar today, a decade later, we're going to look back and we're not just going to say we got it all right. We're going to be able to say we got it all wrong. We're, we got some things wrong. Yeah. yeah. So I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm just going to say the jury is out on some of the things that we're doing. We're trying our best to make the best decisions. Um, some of this stuff you don't learn in, until hindsight. 
Yeah, yeah. Well, and I think I hope that we I, I really do think that we are we are employing as much wisdom as is available to us as we try to pastor through this. Um, and then I would say maybe something that I would uh, ask our people to not do is to uh, as you use wisdom, um, as you employ wisdom in your social media use. Um, I would not use social media to offer your opinion on everything. That is another thing that I'm seeing spike is opinions on the virus itself, opinions on a proposed stimulus bill, opinions, opinions, opinions. And uh, I've, I've never been convinced by anyone's thought on Facebook to change my mind. And, uh, and I, I just don't think that it works well that way. And so that's one thing that I would ask our people to do is to not, not disengage and not, not uh, have any dialogue, but it just seems like we're trying to, to everyone use their social media platform as their own op-ed piece. And it just gets caustic quickly. And so it's something that I would maybe suggest we consider avoiding altogether. Mm-hmm. Other things we ought not do in this time. Meet in large groups, uh, <laughs> in enclosed spaces. Hug, drink from the same milkshake straw, those kinds of things. I, I have, uh, yeah, I'm not doing that. Now, if you, <laughs> if you connect all the straws and you have three feet going that way and three feet going that way, you can share a milkshake. That makes I mean, sense. The bottom of that milkshake is gross, but... <laughs> Well, I, I, I want to add this too. You know, Drew, I've been washing my hands a lot. Like I was always a, a hands washer, but not, I think, to the degree of obsession that you, 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 your hands look look anemic. Literally, your 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 hands look sickly um, because of the amount of cleaning. I think is what's causing them. And I've been washing my hands a ton, and they're still just supple. And so I don't know. I don't know what you're doing wrong. I, I just one question I have is, what are you washing your hands with that it's just burning your skin away? Like, well, I mean, you've heard of like people washing their hands with lava soap, you know? Mine is just straight lava. Just, <laughs> yeah. I feel every like, time I, mean, I wash my hands, I think of you, and I'm just like, okay, I don't. This is the 19th time I've washed my hands today. And they're still supple, so I don't. I just don't know what to do, man. I'm. I literally am more concerned for you and for your hands than I than I was even before this this whole COVID thing happened. Yeah, man. That's we all we all got our own kind of cross to bear, if you want to say. But <laughs> well, kind of bringing it back to this this question in in a weird okay, way. Do that again, Kyle. We'll never let you on again. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> Go ahead, guys. Keep your joking going. <laughs> Look at my hand. Uh, but in a weird way, I, I, I want to caution becoming comfortable in the current situation. Um, as far as like being in your home all the time and not around people, we've, I, I, it's weird that I, I'm somewhat, I, I've been encouraged by our staff that they're all going crazy right now. And I, I have not seen from any of our staff like, a, oh, I'm so glad. Like, this will give me time to get some stuff done. I don't have all my regular meetings with people. But it's just, a, 
man, I want to get back to it. And, and even more so with, with our Sunday mornings, I mean, on, on Mondays, um, the worship arts team gets together and evaluates the previous Sunday, talks about the next week. And, and I sure hope for the duration of this, we come into that Monday evaluation and in a way feeling, man, we, something was off yesterday. And when we get to that point on that Monday meeting, when we're like, man, things were great yesterday. I, we really need to check ourselves because as Ryan reminded us in that meeting yesterday, the church was not meant uh, to be held this way. Um, we are, we are meant to be gathered together in person um, coming under the word of God and, and singing his praise. And so there, there can be a danger in becoming comfortable with our current church situation or just your day-to-day life of uh, isolation in your house where you, we're, we're consuming something through the computer, but it, in a way it's, it's, it's fake almost. Uh, and so just, just being careful with that. That's good. You know, going back to the, um, on a serious note about the, the, the funny note, uh, last week I was in a meeting with pastors from all across the country and, uh, I didn't do it the entire time because there was a time to be serious, but kind of near the end, I did my typical, had a couple of great one-liners and one of the pastors, these were all from pretty large churches. And so one of the pastors was talking about his, his, uh, his uh, cell phone number. And I don't like to give that out. And uh, I had one of the pastors in this group, I had his, uh, his cell phone number, and I broadcast it to every other pastor that was in the, in the group, you know. <laughs> and that same pastor texted me afterwards, and he just said, man, I really, it was good seeing you again. We were in college together. He said, it was really good seeing you. And, uh, and man, I really needed to laugh. I really needed to laugh. And so, you know, I'll tell you, that's, I think, one of the things that's probably missing is that we're not used to the regular, the the joyful silliness. It's just some of this. Everything is so serious right now, and I'm not talking about making light of the the virus per se at all. I'm just talking about how do we still get together and have fun and enjoy one another's company. You know, one of our concerns about our worship service last Sunday, and now maybe two weeks in a row, was it's not really us because it seemed more more serious. Not somber, but more serious. And so, you know, it's one of the things that we even want to address in our Sunday morning um, uh, worship services that we usually don't offer online, but have to. You, it's, you don't get the same sense. And uh, I, I think one thing that you can do is try to figure out some ways to inject some laughter or some fun uh, or some joy into your life to just laugh and feel the upside of your of your face and, and what it feels like to laugh. Totally. Uh, so last thing before we shut it down, um, things have changed. We've talked about that at some length. Um, at some point, conceivably, I don't know when, it's hard to tell when yet, um, but at some point things are supposed to go back to normal. Um, that might be this spring, that might be sometime in the summer, I don't know, but have we, I think we've almost had a, a uh, forced Sabbath placed on us where just everything's shutting down. The, the, the fields are put to rest, and for however long, we're just going to let things lie. 
anything that you don't intend to resume, anything that, you know, uh, as we've, sometimes we talk about, well, if you don't do something uh, for a while and no one notices that you stopped doing it, it probably wasn't that important in the first place. Anything like that on your radar? It might be too soon to, to predict, but. I mean, for me, it is still a little bit. Last week was, we've been in this for more than a week, but last week was spring break. So I was supposed to be in Albuquerque with our college students and that didn't happen. And so uh, I, this is my first week in like what I would consider like my normal routine. I was kind of like half working, half at home with the, the family and all that stuff last week. So this is my first week in that where I, I'm still trying to figure out even uh, what this looks like. Um, so I don't have a whole lot that I've, I feel like has dropped too much yet or, or that I realize has dropped yet. Um, and, and so I'm still trying to like, uh, I'm still trying to search that out, but that's something that, that as you've kind of asked, that I want to be like thinking through over the next couple of weeks, what kind of stuff am I not normally doing that I don't miss or maybe other people don't miss, you know what I mean? But I think it's a good question to be thinking through. Yeah, I, I, I think it's way too early for me, but I, I, I'm glad you brought it up because I think it's a great question for me to be thinking about. Um, uh, I'll, I'll be honest, there's there's a part of our meetings that we, we have a Zoom meeting every, uh, every day now at nine o'clock. I think I'm going to miss that, if that sounds strange. Like, I've really enjoyed seeing everybody at nine o'clock on every day and us reading scripture together and praying together and asking what our congregation is doing. I don't think that's sustainable. Um, I don't know. That's more of a change. That's more of a, what are we going to add to? I don't know. Um, I, I think don't tell anybody else on staff and, and maybe none of them watch this podcast, but I'm really wondering if we need to have daily staff meetings at nine o'clock just to enjoy, enjoy one another's. I've liked it. I really have. So for whatever that's worth. the extroverts as we come out of this forced introversion. Kyle, anything? Yeah, I, I think, well, kind of like I said, really not a whole lot has changed for me. So it's, it's hard to say. I mean, for me, I am ready to resume some things that have been yeah. taken away. So just my normal breakfast meetings and life group and and things like that man i'm i'm ready to have those back and so at this time yeah i, I don't know of anything that uh, that i will not be taking taking back up so you know in my mind i don't know the answer um for me personally and it might not be it might be nothing is dropped when we resume but it's just on my mind because of some changes i had in, i was thinking through even before uh, all the COVID 19 stuff began i just I realized that, you know, I, I can, it, it happens over the course of an entire semester or maybe an August to May cycle is I can start with a very clear and set schedule. And then by the end of it, I'm gone three, sometimes four nights a week, all of a sudden, and it's just, it's grown and grown and grown. And then I've thought, what, how much of that is just superfluous and how much of it am I, Am I retracing the same steps or is there a significant overlap? Am I teaching this class and then teaching this class? And there's very little difference in, in what's going on. And, and we're just spreading this out unnecessarily. And like I said, I don't have any answers if I will drop something. But it just it's interesting that this seems to be that time when you can think through it clearly. Because a lot of times I'm not, I don't have time to think and evaluate because I need to do 
You know what I mean? So, mm -hmm. um, but then again, our summer kind of schedule, our fall, spring, summer semester schedule sometimes takes care of that for us anyway. So, but yeah. Any closing thoughts, gentlemen? Um, I will, I'm going to try to find a better background next time. Um, and I'm going to go put some lotion on my hands right after this, Jim. So, well, can I just, I just worry about you, Drew. I know you do, man. I just, I care. For the record, I don't wash my hands all the time because I don't want to get coronavirus. All right. I wash my hands all the time because I don't want to throw up. And so I don't want to get a stomach. Well, no, no, no. I didn't think it had anything to do with the coronavirus. <laughs> I got you. I got you that Lubriderm lotion far long before the COVID. It's true. It's true. I'm just just clarifying for everybody. No, no, no. I know. I, yeah, no. But I'll I, take I, coronavirus I really, over a stomach. Whenever I look at you, I, I literally think you're just on the precipice of just stopping to exist. <laughs> Well, that will be the case if the only thing that can save him is to throw up, because he will hold that. <laughs> right. Miles light went off again. That gummit. That's like the uh, that's like the uh, what is it? The wrap it up music right there at the Oscars. Just yeah, exactly. I'm to finish. Oh, love it. Uh, All right. Well, I'm. This is as good a time as any to stop the recording. Thank you, gentlemen.